And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday morning. We got all your Thursday night action from the NBA right here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. That's Wozni Lambre. That's Brian Smith pushing buttons. Don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage of the most insane sports seasons we've ever seen. Subscribe now and save by going to theathletic.com slash daily ding. You can receive an all-access subscription for just $3.99 a month at theathletic.com slash daily ding. An all-access sub to the best sports coverage in the universe. I feel confident in saying that. Coming up on today's show, Seattle's eyeing expansion. Michael Porter Jr. is isolating, and the Mavs and Nuggets needed extra time to solve their problems. But first, there's too much happening in Brooklyn, and was not much of it happened on the court. So the Nets and the Sixers played, and the Nets won 122 to 109 over the Sixers in Brooklyn, which is whatever, right? Sixers on the second night of a back-to-back. They just had that that fun game against the Wizards the previous night. And for the schedule loss for sure, right? And the, you know, it's not that big of a trek to get to to Brooklyn from Philadelphia, but uh schedule loss still nonetheless. And for the Nets, no Kyrie Irving, no Kevin Durant. Now we know Kevin Durant's out because he's he's got the health and safety protocol. He's going to be out for I think 4 games during the 7-day stretch due to uh, contact tracing with the coronavirus and a positive test. And then Kyrie just didn't show up. Now, he he didn't necessarily, wasn't a no-show. He just didn't play. He wasn't going to play for personal reasons. When Steve Nash was asked about it, he said he reached out, didn't hear back from him. And Malika Andrews let us know that Kyrie won't be making the trip tonight to Memphis for their next game. But Waz, like, this is... We'll get to the game a little bit, but the story here seems to be not only the Nets side of it, but then on the Sixers side, according to ESPN, Seth Curry is the player that for the Sixers tested positive. They found out during the game. Now, he hadn't checked into the game, so that's good, but he was sitting on the bench, so he had to go into isolation during this whole thing. Waz, I guess this is just going to be the new norm for us. Yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) I think the Kyrie thing... And, you know, mind you, this is wild speculation here, but those officers were, you know, not brought on charges for what happened in Kenosha. If you guys will remember, Kyrie was sort of spearheading the not playing at all in the bubble movement after they had negotiated the bubble and all those other things. And he spearheaded a sort of mini sort of strike. It wouldn't surprise me if his absence tonight in the next game is not in response to what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And I think on, on top of that with what happened right. with the Capitol building. Exactly. On, you know, right? Like, yeah. The rioting and all of that that happened in the Capitol yesterday. Now, as far as the positive coronavirus test, 
this is par for the course. Once the NBA decided to come back and not be in a bubble, it was going to be just like what we saw in college football, what we've seen in the NFL. The NBA is no different. Until the guys get vaccinated, we're going to have cases like this. But lucky for them, they have access to rapid testing and, you know, the best testing and the best medical insurance money can buy. So under the circumstances, obviously, it's not ideal, but I think they'll, you know, they'll manage to handle all of this stuff. Yeah, Shamstrani of The Athletic reported the positive test and said that the forced the entire team into quarantine in New York tonight and they had to go through contact you know, tracing, which is, that, you know, that's going to be the big phrase, of, I think, of everything as we postpone these games or get guys into isolation. And this is why they released the first half of the season schedule and just said, we'll get to the second half at a certain point. Right, like we're we're not giving yeah, the full seventy two games. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna build in a cushion because we know we're gonna have to make up some of these games. I think they already have got to make up that Thunder Rockets game from the first, or I guess the second night of the year. Technically, I mean there there's gonna be more of these. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if there's a mass outbreak on any team, right? Like you can see them, you know, stopping play, period, because the nature of how many teams are in contact with each other. Stop and play for a few days, see who's actually sick, because you know you have that three-day incubation period or whatever, and just taking it from there, man. This is how they have to operate, right? Like the players didn't want to do another bubble. I don't think the league wanted to either. And so this is par for the course. This is the life we chose, guys. (laughs) (laughs) it is it is um it's the life we chose and maybe the life that chose us i don't know i don't really know how this virus works completely you know it might (laughs) might have chosen us on this one this was never really a game like the nets kind of controlled this one from the second quarter on sixers made a couple of pushes here and there but for the most part the the nets behind joe harris were just in control and was as much as i want to praise the nets who without their two stars and without one of the best you know one of their other best players and spencer dinwiddie Feels like the Road Sixers are back. Those Road Sixers, <laughs> you know, they were rude to us last year when you and I predicted I preseason they were going to make the I finals, know. and then and then they they turned on us on the road. And the, the Road Sixers are back after a positive couple of weeks. You know, I don't know if it's the Road Sixers are back, Zach, or if it's Jared Allen being a complete and utter monster. Two consecutive games, Jared Allen wiped the floor with two of the best bigs in the NBA. And I'm talking about, it's not, and I hate to sound cliche, Zach, it's not going to show up in the box score. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, the way, but the way that the guy is efforting, man, like there was one play towards the end of the third quarter where he just sprinted and beat Joel and beat down the floor. Just sprinted, got an easy bucket. Um, He's meeting guys at the rim. I love how he's playing around the basket defensively. He's just a huge deterrent, really springy. Unlike back when he was younger, sometimes he wouldn't always get to his spots. He's getting to his spots now, Zach, and he's quick, he's rangy, he's long, he has hops. Um, It's it's dope to watch, and I'm so happy, so happy we're done with the DeAndre Jordan charade. Well... Are we? Are you sure we are? Because I kind of feel like... Come on, guys. Look, I don't disagree with you. He clearly should be the starter. But once Kevin Durant's back in the starting lineup, we sure that's going to be Jared Allen next to him? Or does DeAndre get to go back? Because these games happen without Kevin Durant out there. That's my question. Because Jared Allen is easily the third best guy on that team. At a certain point, KD, we respect your basketball acumen. Check the tape. Check the tape. Yeah, I mean, you got your friend $40 million, yeah, right? Be happy How much that. more do you still need to, to do play? for him? You have to sacrifice the team, too? Right. Like, he still gets to play, just not over Jared Allen. Jared Allen should be 
you know, running that that defense right now. Joe Harris did have 28 points off the bench, 11 to 19 from the field, six and nine from three point range. Karis Levert, 22 points, 10 assists, needed 25. Green shots, light so, much? Um, green light indeed. <laughs> Jared Allen, a dominant 15 11. Like you said, not going to show up in the box score. Uh, but that 15 and 11 was uh, was great, and he is just such a. Uh, just a rim protector, right? Just like that guy is fearless. He's going to get dunked on a bunch of times in his career, Doesn't but matter. it's because he just takes away a lot inside. For Embiid, 20 points, 12 rebounds. It wasn't bad. just wasn't great. And to the point where I saw a bunch of Sixers people kind of saying like, shouldn't they have just sat Embiid on the second night of this back-to-back? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Like he played both games in the back-to-back, which I guess is good was. You know, he's, he's rested the Cavs game earlier this season in, in which they lost. But in this one, I don't know that I would have thrown him out there, but, you know, it's not my medical. Yesterday I tweeted that it was big symbolism-wise for Kawhi to be playing on the back-to-back, right, on the second half of a back-to-back for the Clippers. And I think for the same reasons it's symbolic for Embiid to be doing it because this team underachieved massively last year, right? And it kind of sends the message like, yo, I'm here, I'm present And I'm in this with you guys. Like, I'm not above this. I am a part of that failure that was last year. And I'm going to play, which I understand. But it's not really going to matter when your other alleged superstar is Ben Simmons and he's he was he was terrible. I mean, Ben Simmons was awful. He had eleven points, four rebounds, two assists, five turnovers, four of thirteen from the field. Like, there's not a game where he should only. What has Ben Simmons improved upon from last season? Uh, I mean, he took a three. You know. Made it. Not tonight. I'm talking about like a week ago, but you know, took one. Oh, you know, that's gotta account for something. Uh, 24 points for Shake Milton. The Sixers were sloppy in this one with with 20 turnovers. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Other big game from the night, Mavs 124, Nuggets 117 in overtime in Denver. 
down the stretch, as you would expect, a lot of Nikola Jokic, a lot of Luka Doncic, and a lot of Maxi Kleber. That's what you just expect out of these games is those, those three guys, man. Jokic knocks down a big three. Kleiber answers. Jokic carries the Nuggets uh, in scoring tonight, but it wasn't quite enough. He split some free throws in the final minute. Doncic then turned it over. Gary Harris missed a three. Jokic got an offensive board. Jamal Murray missed a, a jumper. And then uh, Doncic found Kleber with 2.4 seconds left. Knocked down the three, and then Jokic just cold-blooded. Like on that inbound play, the Nuggets are down two, and as soon as he separated a little bit before the pass is thrown from Cauley Stein, I just like, oh, we're going overtime. Like I was kind of preparing, I was kind of setting up to to do the pot or whatever. But as soon as he got that separation, I was like, oh, he's cashing this, and he did. He just he just calmly gets a little bit of separation for Cauley Stein. Nothing Cauley Stein can do. Jokic jumper just so soft, and and he sends it to overtime. Was. Dude, Jokic makes clutch shots look easier than I make putting on flip flops. It's like, <laughs> dude, it, like he just calmly, like, and then afterwards he just tapped his his teammates' hands, like, guys, you know I do this. He made a clutch three. He missed that one right going to the basket, but you saw um, Will the Thrill Barton with the follow up with the putback. But like, I'm sorry, offensively, when the game is tight, I don't think there's a more potent offensive weapon than Nikola Jokic in the NBA. If you send two at him, he's going to find the open man no matter what. I don't care how big the dudes are that you send the double for. He's going to look over them and pinpoint pass it to the right person. And if you leave a guy on him, he's going to destroy him one-on-one. He's either going to bully ball, take him down to the basket, too much space, I'm going to wet the jumper, too much space, I might even do a dribble step back into the three. It's incredible to watch. Of course, they ended up losing today, Zach. And what I wanted to talk to you about is, well, this is the second time we're talking about it because we talked about it on the restricted area, which just came out today on the Athletics YouTube channel. But we talked about, are we worried about the Nuggets? And I think this game was a microcosm of that. They spent about three quarters playing passable defense. Like, all right, this is cool. And their offense, they ratcheted it up at the end, which is like, you see it that they have the capabilities of doing it. But I'm more concerned watching a defensive effort, which they had early, and then it sort of went, a, went astray later on. Yeah, and I think that's the issue with, with Denver, right, is you don't trust that they're going to defend in the right spots or keep that defensive energy consistent, right? I, I, it's just it's not necessarily going to be there. And like you look at what Jokic did, right? Like 38 points, 17 of those points came in the fourth quarter. And you lose, and that stuff happens. Like I don't, I don't want to overreact. Like, oh my god, they can't do it. Like, no, they're good. Like they're good, and they're going to win games. But if you're still treating this team as a championship contender based on what we've seen so far this season, hoping it'll carry over from last season, like that team's gone, man. They can build back up. We haven't seen anything close to it this season. Yeah, and you know what? Watching the rest of the games on the slate, it's this is not. The first games back from the bubble where guys were going absolutely full tilt from the start, right? And part of that is there were eight seeding games. There's seven right. regular seeding games. <laughs> You're going to face yourself a little differently. <laughs> you know, so guys are literally using this as an opportunity to round themselves in the shape. I know we're going to talk about the Lakers game briefly, but like when you watch the Lakers play I'm this season, man. they are literally like. They are going, it's like watching people practice. It really is. On a Saturday morning, 
And so I think that's a lot of what's happening. Guys are rounding the shape. But again, if I was Denver, I'd be very encouraged by what I've seen from Jokic so far. He's in amazing shape. He looks as sharp as he ever has been. And he's just Yeah, he looks deadly. in way better shape than, than Luka, right? Uh, they both had 38 points. Jokic oh, had 38 man. points, 11 rebounds, uh, just four assists. And there was tw- 21 and nine from, from Jamal Murray. Luka had 38 points, 13 assists, nine rebounds, four steals, but had eight turnovers. But in overtime, Luca and Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson had five of his fourteen points in overtime. All nine of Kleber's points came in uh, in that fourth quarter down the stretch. But Luca, like, it's funny. Like Luca's still not shooting well from three, and he's sloppy with the ball. But he is doing just enough individually. But they don't consistently have that second guy yet. And I am like, I'm concerned about Dallas. Like, even though they won the game, like that didn't feel like a great win to me like I, I felt like they kind of escaped with one right and Dallas is sort of treading water until they get Chris Dapps Porzingis back and and I'm interested in Dallas Zach because obviously we know they were trying to put themselves in the Giannis Antetokounmpo sweepstakes next summer that's no longer a sweepstake <laughs> it doesn't seem to be yeah <laughs> um and so I'm interested to see if they wait for the summer to make a move because the free agency class is looking kind of barren. What do they try to do if anything's even available in season? Dallas is a team that isn't fully formed, right? Like they have this one summer to do something before Luka's extension stuff kicks in. So we'll see what happens. But this feels like a team that's still in transition. And they don't have great assets to move either because they still owe picks to New York for that Kristaps trade, right? And so they, I think they were really banking on free agency of some sort. It's not like they can just say, okay, well, we'll go trade for James Harden or we'll go trade for Bradley Beal. Like, you don't have the assets for that. So their roster building, they may have hit that snag, but Waz also, when do they ever get that free agent that we expect them to get? Well, they did get DeAndre Jordan that once. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, they, then they did get him. They got him the second time. He just wasn't any good anymore. You know, he's just stealing money at that point. But, you know, shout out to him. Uh, no Michael Porter Jr. in this one due to health and safety protocol. We'll have more on that in a little bit. All right, we got some news from around the NBA. Seattle Mayor is optimistic over expansion talks. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin has spoken with the NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and is optimistic the city is moving toward landing an expansion franchise to replace the Supersonics. Uh, Adam Silver said in a news conference last Monday that the NBA was dusting off its long dormant expansion consideration. We've seen a lot of people speculating about one or two teams joining. This was the quote from Mayor Durkin on Seattle TV, King 5. It's very good news for the city of Seattle. They're thinking about it expansion team and i was honest with him he knows seattle wants to be at the front of the line we're where the team should be but we will be respecting them as they move forward to their ownership because the owners you know have to approve it and as i think brian windhorse of espn alluded to like that's a two and a half billion dollar buy-in right two and a half billion dollar buy-in to get this expansion team it's way crazier than back when bob johnson was getting the bobcats into the league like this isn't that situation anymore like we're talking real money here like not that bob johnson didn't have real money but like they, we're talking billions here was and so we know seattle's going to get a team back at some point it does seem like it's a little down the road to me yeah the expansion talk i'm not gonna lie uh i happen to not be one of these people who thinks there's enough pro basketball players to fill 32 teams and have a, a nice highly functioning league where the product is entertaining across the board but you know, this seems like the the you know the most surefire way to do it 
is to do the expansion thing, right? As far, excuse me, do it, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but get an influx of cash into the league. If two franchises come in, that's damn near $5 billion right there that the other 30 owners get to split amongst themselves without the players, which is important. And so, you know, I I guess, I, I get it. I don't want to say which franchises I wish would move to Seattle that are in current cities right now. I would much rather see that. Somebody's low level, can't keep superstars for nothing, barely attended, second rate and sometimes third rate in your own city franchises. I might be looking at one of you Gulf Coast, I, whatever. Dude, just going but after you know the Jacksonville Jaguars for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, I would much rather see one of those teams actually move into Seattle because they're in a market that's not helping the league and don't generate that much interest where they're at anyway. But we'll see how it pans out. This is the reality of capitalism, man. It's an easy way to get money to ensure profits after the owners did take a bath this year um, from coronavirus. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Also, by the way, we've almost never had an even number of teams in league history. It's very <laughs> rare that we've had any. We don't need two teams. Just get the one. Just get the just get the Sonics back, and we're good. Like we've had it for almost ever. I don't know why everyone's so obsessed with having an even number of teams. Someone can take a night off. Who cares? Like you don't you don't need everybody playing. Like I don't. It's this weird like OCD thing I with know. having an even number of teams. I we know. don't need it. Michael Porter Jr. is on extended quarantine, according to Shams Tarani of the Athletic. He's facing a minimum of 10 additional quarantine days due to health and safety protocols. He had just finished a seven-day quarantine this week due to contact tracing and now faces that additional quarantine time in the 10- to 14-day range, according to sources, again, by Shams Trania of The Athletic. Uh, Waz, this is obviously something, like we mentioned earlier, with the Kyrie Irving and Seth Curry situations, where this is something the league's taken very seriously. Um, With Michael Porter Jr., there is an extra layer of it where I, he either called it a hoax or intimated that the the pandemic's a hoax, right? Like, it, like I don't want to put words in his mouth because I don't I remember the exact quote. But that. there's, oh but goodness. there is like, but that's a that's an element to it, right? Like that is emblematic of of what the country has gone through with this pandemic. Of like, yeah, you may not believe in it, but that's not going to keep you from <laughs> from having to deal with you know potential consequences or isolation or quarantine. Now, I, I need to, a clarification here. He's done seven days and is going to do an extra ten. That, that, Seventeen days doesn't that seem like a is that like <laughs> that seems like a really long quarantine if he's testing positive every day. It it seems like a long quarantine, positive or negative. Yes, it does. <laughs> it seems like a. I mean, a if he's te- tested like, negative, excuse me, every day. It, maybe this is like maybe this is excessive punishment. Like yo, just just for tweeting that, bomb on your head top. <laughs> maybe was like maybe what it is is just like another person next to him. Okay. Oh, no, he would have been an isolation quarantine. That's, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the for, 17 days I'll leave it for someone all. else to violate some HIPAA, HIPAA stuff right there. But, yeah, that, that's another. And then if he had it, that means he can't get it again. So what would the, and the incubation period is supposed to be 14? I don't know. I don't know. It's some kind of math. Get Fauci on the phone. Yeah, well, uh, we'll get him next. Uh, he'll, he'll be on the next one. Uh, and, by the way, speaking <laughs> of quarantine, speaking of testing, the NBA announced of the 498 players tested since December 30th, four new players have returned confirmed positive tests. I believe two of those were Bulls players, Chandler Hutchison and uh, Tomas Sadoransky. Um, but yeah, we're getting a little bit of a roller coaster with some of these testing results. 
Other games from Thursday night, Cavaliers back in the win column. They beat the Grizzlies 94-90 in Memphis. Andre Drummond had 22 points, 15 rebounds. Grizzlies confusingly doubled him. Was I don't know if you saw this end of game. The, the Cavs are up two in the final minute. And he's got the ball at like the left elbow and he's faced up from like, I don't know, like a good 16 feet away. He's got Valanciunas on him. So there's not a, it's not a mismatch or anything. And Tyus Jones just like moseys on over to the strong side, leaving, uh, Isaac Okoro, the rookie on the, on the weak side, just an easy cutty lane. Drummond finds him for the easy bucket and it essentially ended up sealing that game. But I just like, I'm, the whole time I'm like, did you think Andre Drummond was Anthony Davis? What, what are you doing? Stealth tank. <laughs> other game from thursday night blazers 135 wolves 117 in portland 39 7 and 7 for damian lillard outduels d'angelo russell still no carl anthony towns for the wolves i believe he'll get reevaluated when they're back in minneapolis and then last game of the night spurs 118 lakers 109 that four game win streak for the lakers is snapped by the spurs 28 points from lamarcus aldridge lebron james anthony davis combined for 50 points 16 rebounds and 15 assists but was as you mentioned and i don't want to take away from the spurs that's a good road victory but the lakers do not seem like they're in in top gear here they're not in mid-season form they're not in preseason form they're in Cancun season form. <laughs> yeah, I, granted, I had my eyes on that Mavs Nuggets game at this point, but did I see that Rudy Gay had AD in a chokehold? What happened there? I don't know. I I hadn't sca- I hadn't started watching the game yet. I just saw the picture <laughs> online. They had to be screwing around, just joking around. But it's a hilarious picture of him putting. Anthony Rudy Gay putting Anthony Davis in a full Nelson uh, yeah, on, the, on the ground like it, it was pretty good form up top although you got to wrap those legs man you got to lock those <laughs> legs in otherwise AD's going to escape from that that's going to do it for today's show don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network of course the Athletic NBA show always watch and listen to No Dunks always check them out make sure you're and make sure you're open up that when they open up the packs Waz, have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen the Lee Ellis open up? I've checked it out cards? one time on Instagram, and it, and it was a bunch of cats from like 1984. Yeah, during the pandemic, I got to do it with him. I think I got him all right as he was giving me clues. Like I was very proud of my inner basketball nerddom. But make sure you're checking out Dunk, No Dunks. Make sure you're checking out House of Strauss. Make sure you're checking out the restricted area, the video NBA show from the Athletics YouTube channel, starring these two good-looking guys, Zach Harper and Wazzy Lambray. This week. Early impressions plus the legacy of Steph Curry. You don't want to miss that. And you don't want to miss the other team-specific shows from across the Athletic Podcast Network. Again, theathletic.com slash daily ding gets you a subscription for $3.99 a month. Thanks for waking up with us. Please stay safe. Please stay masked. Please stay isolated. Please stay as good as possible. As we ju- We're so close to getting out of this thing. You guys would just stop traveling for holidays. If you do that, like I think we'll be okay. And Waz, hit me with that sign-off. Ding, ding, ding-a-lings. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.